SBJ's Intercollegiate Athletics Forum, presented by Learfield, continues today in Las Vegas. Day one of the event was a who's who in the college space, including outgoing NCAA President Mark Emmert and every Power Five commissioner. Highlights from Emmert's final time on the IAF stage included his views on NIL, what it was like to be the focus of criticism during his 12 years on the job, and what he would have done differently. For those highlights and more, follow along on sportsbusinessjournal.com and be on the lookout for a special edition of the SBJ College Newsletter, which will feature what the commissioners had to stay on stage. Good morning. It's Thursday, December 8th. This is your SBJ Morning Buzzcast. I'm David Albright, filling in for Abe Madcor. There are a handful of bidding groups for the Phoenix Suns who have advanced to a second round of vetting as they look to try to identify the best possible offer. That's according to ESPN's Brian Windhorst. A number of high-profile American teams are for sale, including the Nationals, Angels, Commanders, as well as the Suns, and some of those same groups are looking at those other opportunities. Figuring that all out might take some time, but people who advise team sales believe this will produce a record and that the value of the Suns will crest the $3 billion mark when it's all said and done. Wimbledon is poised to lift its ban on Russian players next year after British tennis was threatened with expulsion from the ATP Tour. The ATP fined the Lawn Tennis Association $1 million for banning Russian and Belarusian players from five tournaments during the summer after the invasion of Ukraine. It has also threatened to remove the LTA's membership for any repeat ban. Wimbledon will have to make a final decision by April and will also take into account what is happening in Ukraine at the time, but it's also aware that another ban could have an impact on the LTA. IndyCar plans to significantly increase its marketing budget for next year as Roger Penske's racing series responds to calls from its industry to be more aggressive in the face of rising competition. While not revealing specifics to our Adam Stern, Penske Corp. Executive VP Jonathan Gibson and Penske Entertainment President and CEO Mark Miles confirmed to SBJ yesterday that they're drawing up plans to ramp up marketing next year with Gibson, one of Penske's right-hand men, saying there will be a significant investment in our marketing plans. Gibson said that IndyCar leadership has been working in the second half of this year on the 2023 plans and that it includes new ad campaigns and content partnerships, unscripted docuseries, a national PR and earned media effort, a new app and other digital efforts, and influencer and sustainability strategies. Some of the new creative will be debuted during IndyCar's preseason testing at the Thermal Club in Palm Springs in February. The series leadership has come under criticism from some corners of its paddock in recent months, as F1's push to become a new powerhouse in the American landscape has become more pronounced over the last year. Some have called for IndyCar to be more proactive in its schedule making and even its social media usage. For example, IndyCar has come under criticism for not cross-promoting recently how it's had some of its drivers participate in F1 practice sessions or get announced as participating in next year's Rolex 24. The XFL selected Under Armour as the league's official uniform partner and revealed the lineup of the 2023 season uniforms, including home and away sets. The design process was a collaboration between XFL ownership, marketing, and Under Armour teams. Each jersey features a blood, sweat, respect mantra, a personal message from ownership to players, which is included on the interior collars of all team uniforms. The XFL season kicks off on February 18th, with broadcast partner ESPN. For the first time, the Big 12 Conference is offering 200-plus premium courtside seating options 
for its 2023 Phillips 66 Men's Basketball Championship that will be held March 8th to 11th at the T-Mobile Center in Kansas City. Each member school will get an allotment of the seats to sell to its fans. Any leftovers will be made available to the public. Courtside seats will have access to the Championship Club, premium lounge space. Courtside seats will run $2,800 each, while courtside premium seats are $4,000 each. The conference is introducing the same premium amenities to the Women's Basketball Championship in 2024 when it moves from the Municipal Auditorium in Kansas City to the T-Mobile Center. Additionally, the Big 12 is rolling out a slew of entertainment enhancements for both the 2023 Men's Basketball Championship and Women's Basketball Championship, including musical acts, merchandise collaborations, VI appearances, and more. Just some of the changes seen in the conference since former BSE Global and Rock Nation executive Brett Yormark was hired as its commissioner in late June. We'll close on a quick programming note in this week's edition of the Marshan and Iran Sports Media Podcast. Andrew and John discussed the latest developments in the Pac-12's media rights negotiations and the MLS's push to get a traditional TV network to carry its games next season. They also spend some time on whether Fox Sports' production of the World Cup from Qatar is getting better. And instead of the call of the week, the hosts will answer a reader's question that was submitted via Twitter. You can listen to the Marshan and Iran Sports Media Podcast on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you download your podcasts. And that's your SBJ Morning Buzzcast for Thursday. I hope everyone has a great day, and we'll see you back here tomorrow morning.